we are doing things his way, not our way. Isn't that a beautiful place to be? It doesn't feel beautiful in the transition because we fight his way. How do you know you're fighting his way? You're in poverty. How do you know you're fighting his way? You are miserable. How are you fighting his way? You are dealing in mental torment. <laughs> and now here's the good thing. Mental torment, you're supposed to what? You're supposed to experience the renewing of the mind. So if you're having torment, praise God, you're getting what? You're getting your mind renewed. So it's never bad. Don't you ever worry about, have you ever felt like, am I being bad or am I being good? Right? And we all want to be what? Good. Right? But we got to learn what his goodness is. Because the world tells us one way of goodness, and he tells us another. Now, I'm going to share with you a scripture. I just got a few short scriptures motivated by Chris Battle last night which was so awesome, but the start off scripture is something the Lord gave me. And this is for every single one of you sitting here, whether you work for the company or not, Adele, you are blessed to be here today, right? Because everybody is in the kingdom of God. And when we're in the kingdom of God, he wants us to learn his ways. So Todd's getting the screen up. Huh? It is acting up figures. <laughs> we've got to get the, we've got to get, um, I love it because the prince of power of the air is Satan. And so our technology totally goes through the what? Air. air. <laughs> so in the name of Jesus, right. It's, <laughs> it's going to come up. <laughs> I will give you a quick testimony while Todd's working on that. Um, you know, every day Rachel grows and learns the power of God and because, you know, we're all growing and learning to the power of God. And everybody knows about our dog, how the dog had an injury. I laid hands on it. Dog got healed. I mean, I worship God because it increased my faith. All right. And then the dog had uh, something wrong deteriorating in its face. Jean laid hands on that dog. It got what? Healed. Like, I mean, it was incredible. Her life totally renewed. I swear this dog gets its hands laid on by the anointing. And Jean came to our house at 830 in the morning and said, I don't know why I'm here. He thought it was because of our door lock. And then his hand started burning. He's like, I'm supposed to lay hands on someone. And he kept going towards Rachel. And Rachel said, no, my dog, because Rachel had been crying for her dog, knowing that the dog was starting to deteriorate. Well, that dog got healed, right? And so now what the dog loses out its legs. It can't barely walk. And, you know, Jean and I said the same thing, Rachel. Hey, it's your dog. It's now time for you to renew your faith. Well, here twice, Rachel's experienced it twice, where the first time she put that dog, played spiritual music, now the dog could walk, right? Then its legs went out again, and Rachel started crying last week, like, I'm really going to lose this dog. And she started praying for 20 minutes straight from going from our house to Richmond Hill. She said she never prayed so hard. Guess what happened? She comes back, the dog is running. The dog runned on the couch. It jumped off the ottoman. No, you have to know, this dog is dragging its legs, right? And now even Todd has seen it. We were sitting there last night. Dog is what? Running. The, I mean, it's like there's no issues. And Rachel's like, oh my God, prayer works. <laughs> okay, but I'm going to give you the secret to prayer this morning. I'm going to give you something. The is, it, is it up yet? Are we going to be good? Okay. I'm going to give you a little inkling, something that you all need to know behind your prayer. And we all know the first thing is, is we have to what? Believe. Okay. But hey, this is what I love about Jesus. Jesus already knew each of us was born with a measure of faith. That means we, are, we weren't going to what? 
believe. There is a measure we aren't going to believe. There's a measure in everybody in here right now of unbelief. Okay? And he sets that so he can prove his glory to us. So when we put something in our heart, what's in Rachel's heart? The love for that dog. Rachel has love for that dog. I don't have love for that dog. I love the dog. And I gave it to her as a gift. But it's not my love for that dog. Okay? I mean, I already tried to talk to her a couple months ago. Just know there could be a time we might have to put that dog down. (laughs) Talk about spurring love, right? Because remember, that dog wasn't assigned to me. You know what I mean? It was an assignment for me for her. All right. And so she has authority over that dog. And I want to let you know, that's how God works through us. What do we love? What is something we love? Now, if you're a mother, guess what you love? You love your children. Oh my God. It makes me want to cry because we want our kids to have everything. And God has taught us to love our children because we have such an assignment on them. And then men, what do men love? Men love to be connected with a vision. They love to be connected to advance something in the earth, whether it is their children, whether it is their job, whether it is their family, whatever it is, a man wants to protect. He wants to raise something up. And so there is a part of each of us that has a special love in our heart that God starts to marinate and he brings it in with his faith to advance something on the earth. All right. The Lord really gave me this. In fact, I have it dated in my Bible back in 2013. And the Lord said, I am speaking to you. And now when I read this, I am speaking to all of you. All right. It says the elder to the elect lady and her children. Now, I remember when the Lord gave me this. He gave this to me many years ago. And he said, I'm speaking to you. Because in the body of Christ, you're going to help raise up my children. All right. But lady also is an encompassing word that talks about a body, all right? So when we're thinking of a lady, I want everybody to think of this whole building, Kingdom Life, this whole building, the real estate firm, this whole unity, whoever's connected to this, when you hear this, the elder to the elect lady, whether you're male or female, I want you to think of it as a body, okay? Because, hey, haven't you heard the image of lady in the world? Sometimes it's encompassing a body. It's not just encompassing one person. So it says the elder to the elect lady and her children. Here, we're a body, a congregation whom I love in truth. The elder is Jesus. Jesus already came to this earth and already did everything. He. Uh, that's how I'm visualizing this. I want you to get this like this. Elders are people who are witnesses that already have lived through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, hear my words. Live through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus came on this earth not just to die, not just to bury the enemy, right? He came to suffer so we could experience resurrection through him. So that's the move this year. The the realization, the awareness of God and what he means in resurrection is increasing in the body of Christ. Only in that revelation can movement move, whether in a man, whether in a woman, whether in a body. And each person has a little key inside of them. And it's love in truth. 
All right, it says, and not only I, so not only, not only the elder, the person who's already experienced the resurrection, all right, he says, not only I, but also all those who have known the truth. The truth is the resurrection. Keep this focused. The truth is the lifting up, the movement. Because of the truth which abides in us, so what abides in us? The Holy Spirit. All right, the Holy Spirit, guarantor of all what? Truth. He abides in here. And he, I'm telling you, and he has to connect with love. The Holy Spirit must connect with a love walk. And it always starts with what we love the most. It really does. Because of the truth which abides in us and will be with us, what? Forever. How many people have cried and said, God's not with me? He's not here because you're looking at your circumstance. He said he is. If you're a born-again Christian and you've accepted Christ in your heart, the regenerated spirit now becomes alive to hear the truth. But the only way you can hear the truth is through love in the truth. Okay? When we come to Christ, we're not having love in the truth at that time. The truth is sitting here. Love is over here, right? And we don't. We are learning to love this truth within us. We are learning to love the Holy Spirit. We are learning to love Jesus. We are learning to love the Father. And the resurrection has to do is when the alignment comes all in one. And it happens in stages, in measures. And every time our faith gets what? Increased. When I read that, I ministered to the guy at Verizon the other night. It was awesome. I promised Rachel a phone for Christmas. It was $200. And I kept waiting, and Rachel was mad at me every day. Mom, when we get in the phone, when did we get the phone, when we get the phone, I was like, Rachel. And I kept thinking, when she stops asking, we'll get that phone, right? Well, we went at the right time. I got a two hundred phone, two hundred dollar phone for eighty eight dollars, and he gave us a free cover, a free thing, and he altered my bill down. And he told me, he's like, Hey, I'm gonna tell you a little secret here. And he got me to switch, 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 and I saved thirty dollars a month. I mean, it was really awesome, but it was his time. And it clicked. The other man said, Andrew, you just got the best two clients today. Look at them. This was on Monday. And he goes, and look at their cars. And he hit him on the thing. And all we were doing was buying one phone, right? You know what I mean? And he was giving everything away. You know what I mean? Like it was crazy. And, um, but what he was getting was wisdom. Because all of a sudden, my little clicker of truth went on. Right? I started hearing I, we, he started talking about how much he loves his dog, and his dog had diabetes. And this is a man who, I asked him if he's ever been to church, because you want to know their background, never stepped in a church, never raised in church. But he goes, I know one thing I believe. I was like, what? Like, I mean, like, he just started talking. He says, I believe that I'm to have no debt. I said, why do you believe? He goes, I heard somewhere in the Bible it says that we are to be the lender and not the borrower. All right, then my body started what? I knew something was going to happen because my body started burning up. My little knower, my truth started saying, this, this was the appointed time to get the phone. And it was awesome because now he said that somebody had promised him. He said, have you ever heard of Dave Ramsey? I was like, yeah, through these great people, Drew and Kim Rodenberg. You know, I've heard of Dave Ramsey. I've never heard of Dave Ramsey before them. Right? Because I don't watch TV. I'm not into anything, you know? And I said, and we did, and Rachel jumped in. Yeah, we did a class. You know what I mean? And it was so awesome. And he said, well, somebody promised me a kit. 
three years ago and I never got one. I said, well, you're going to get one today. We have an extra one in the back. I am taking one to him. He was off yesterday. We're taking it to him today. But this is so awesome. I had to find out what truth did he believe? And then I had to connect with what did he love? First, his truth was he believed that he's to be a what? A borrower. I just let him talk. And then the burning started right. I waited, waited. Then when he said something, he started talking about how much he loved his dog. Boom, guess what I knew what to do? Those are the testimonies God gave Rachel and me so we could tell those testimonies in due season to lift a resurrection. We're assigned every day to lift somebody dead in Christ into the understanding, okay? A resurrection of understanding. Man, this guy started to be so alive. And you know what the, whole, the Lord told me the whole time? This is one of my wisdom. He has wisdom. He is going to press out godly wisdom, and I've kept him untainted. He hasn't ever stepped into a church. He said, I believe the Bible's a good thing. You know what I mean? He goes, it's the best selling. Everybody says that. You know what I mean? But he says it because he heard it, not because he read it. You know what I mean? But it was so cool how it stepped it out. And it was so, and Rachel, it was like, I went on testimony, boom. Rachel went on testimony, boom. He messed something up when he laid her thing. And he was like, I guess that's God telling us we need to keep talking. And he stopped and kept listening. Rachel then jumped right in. It was so, do you see how God prepares us? We don't have to be like, hey, can I save you? Are you saved? Can I save you today? They're already going to tell you where they're at. And then God's going to give you something that you already have in you. You never have to overcreate yourself. What's already being built in you is for another. So this is what I'm trying to say to you. The elders that sit up on the throne of God, it said there are 24 elders who sit on the throne. They've already come before us. We are so many years after Jesus came. We have elders that say there is a dynasty that has to be continued in the body of Christ. There is a dynasty. That's why if you're in Christ and you are young and you're developing families, whoa, if you give them to God, he says, I will protect them because it's building my dynasty and you're not having to suffer in poverty for him, but he's going to use everything in your, everything in your life is to build another measure of faith, everything. So he says, it is forever in you you don't get broken from this lineage. You, just, you either abandon your family or you stick with it, right? But he says, because of the truth which abides in us will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ and the Son of the Father. In what, everybody? In truth and love. In truth and love. Please go to, now, Chris. I love this. Chris really motivated me last night on this. Please go to Romans. 10, 17, Romans 10, 17. This is awesome. I just have three more verses here because I want everybody to start meditating on the words truth. It lives in you and it doesn't lie. Who lies? People who speak into your ear. Be weary of anybody who is advising you that's not advising anything about truth, which is the word. Be weary if somebody's trying to change your life because they think they love you more than God. Because this is where he says, those who leave mothers, fathers, sisters, and brothers for my sake will inherit back much more. 
All right, that means, that doesn't mean physically leave people. That means cut people off from your what? Hearing. You have to cut people off from speaking into your ear. Because God says, if you love them more than you love me, who, who becomes your king? They do. You miss Jesus. You miss Jesus. All right, that's so awesome. People aren't bad. He, Jesus just wants you to get them to hear him first. Love, and then you love all the people. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God, period. The only hearing that we truly hear truth, the moment I started, everything I was speaking to Andrew was coming from this word without saying Romans, blah, blah, this, this, blah, blah, this. My whole, my whole tongue, my language to him was the Bible. And then he sat there. And he knew he was here in truth. I watched it all work. I didn't have to ask him if he was saved. I know he's got a spirit in him. And it believes God has everybody believe something. I am telling you, when he told me what his something was, boom, now I know how to work. I know how to, I know how to maneuver because that's the love of God. Will you love that person into the kingdom? Do I think he's saved? No. But you know what I think he does? He's got a spirit just like all of us. And it's waiting. It says, the spirit waits to hear eternity. Eternity comes from heaven. And our voice bellows out. It bellows out. It bellows out heaven. And then you all notice, they connect. All right? That's how this works. So he reminds us, faith comes by hearing. You can ignite a faith in seconds just by them hearing the words being spoken from yours. But here's, here's the next key. Go to, I love this, I'm following you. Romans 1 4. Romans 1 4. Romans 1 4 says, and declared to be the Son of God with power. That means our words, hearing the word of God, needs to be declared by the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness. All right. The spirit of holiness in you is your experience that you had with God. So if I laid hands on my dog and it had an open gash and she was walking like this, and I prayed what God showed me to pray that morning, and when I came home that day, she's running up to my car, everything healed. I went to the dock and just cried and worshiped God. I was like, oh my God, you really do heal. We really do have dominion over the animals. All right? And the beautiful thing is, what got developed in my spirit? Holiness. Holiness means I was set apart to believe that truth so that when I spoke it out, it would hit the person. Because why? I am declaring the Son of God. So the moment I declare the Son of God of, of something of holiness within me, I'm not trying to stand here and say, Lee is holy. But guess what? There's holiness in me. And there is, I connect to holiness with God every time I yield to something he instructs me to do. If it's in him, he's going to show me something, and then he's going to ask me to do what? Declare it in the name of Jesus. Never deny Jesus. You have to declare it to be the son of God. I had to declare the healing on the dog to be the son of God. So the Son of God worked through me through declaration according to the spirit within me of holiness. Okay, because guess what? When it comes to laying on hands and believing something gets healed, guess what? Holiness is in here. 
And so when he tells me to do it, holiness is in it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's awesome. Everybody has that in them. Everybody has an experience of something that has been set apart specifically for you. And you experienced, God gave you a coach. You got through it. Guess what? You have now the power of the Son of God dwelling in you in that instance. You have been set holy. Isn't that awesome? Okay, we got a value. It says our bodies are what? Set apart. They are to be sanctified unto God because he wants to use that to advance the kingdom. And how's he doing it? By the resurrection from the dead. Now, get this. From the dead. The moment I sat and talked to Andrew, what was Andrew? Andrew is not saved. He's a great guy, right? I mean, this guy's a catch. He is 30 years old, already out of the military, working for Verizon. And you know what also he told me? He was like, and he said, and he said, I take care of my mother. Oh. He said, oh, no, don't get me wrong. She gets on my nerves. <laughs> but he said, I take care of my mother. She moves out the end of the month. And she got her real estate license. So here, just out of his, now let me tell you something. But you see something missing in him. But he, God's already called him to be a man of godly wisdom. Boy, it was, I kept hearing it. He's going to carry my wisdom. He's going to carry my wisdom. He already, and I had to ask him. I had to start asking him just regular questions while we're working out a phone. But out of his death, which started out with his complaining, oh, I can't wait for my mom to move in. My dog has diabetes, blah, 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 right? All I was seeing was his beauty. The whole time, I'm like, you are awesome guy. And then Rachel would ask him questions. And I was like, awesome guy. This is an awesome guy. But guess what he was? Dead. But he, had, he told me one thing he believed, that he was to be a lender and not a borrower. He said, I don't know why. He, even, he put his hand right here. I love it how we're all built the same. He put his hand here. I don't know why I believe that. But I just know I'm supposed to. And he, every little extra commission he gets, he's pulling down. He only has one debt, his house. He said, I put it down on my principal. So by the resurrection from the dead, that means he had to talk to me. And when he talked to me, my little spirit of holiness started to what? activate. Okay. He also told me what he loved. So in truth, he gave me truth, right? He gave me something he believed in love. I gave him a what? Testimony. And when I gave him the testimony, then it was on. It was just like faith by what? Hearing the cycle was on. And now all of a sudden his little countenance changed. We were there for two hours and we didn't have to be there for two hours. But then the whole time in between, he's blessing us. He, he was like, hey, I'll give you a cover for free. We can do that. I can do this. He didn't do anything illegal. He said, and, and he also went, looked at me. Because then finally at the end, he said, you must be some type of minister or something. And Rachel said, yes. And he goes, I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> he didn't do anything wrong. He gave us, there's allotments that they can give out and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I thought it was cute. I thought when he realized he put the wrong clear cover on Rachel's cover, he put it for a Samson phone, he immediately went. And that was a $29, that little plastic cover you put on. For the other iPhone, there's a little divot on the top. The other one is straight. And he recognized that he did that. And you could tell, boom, integrity. He really, he didn't tell us it though. I watched him do it because I, I recognized it.
So that man had integrity. So what was happening all the time? What was being resurrected? A dead spirit into a spirit of life. And I want us to remember, that's our assignment in business. Our assignment is business. Rachel even asked me this morning. She said, Mom, it is kind of weird because she's going to come here, get the stuff, and go take it to Andrew today. And I said, Rachel, the thing is, life is not about myself. Life is about where God sends me. And he says he'll send you to a place so they can hear. But when they don't hear, he will back you away. And when he backs you away, it's because God's going to do something, and we can't get in his what? Way. way. We're not responsible to nurture him after what our assignment is. Anybody. Unless it's your family. You know what I mean? Like if you have children, immediate family, a husband, a wife, and children. Do you know what I mean? And it says you are to honor your parents. Everything else, you have to move and walk as God assigns you for that day. Not babying everybody around you. It's growing up in Christ, coming up into the maturity, knowing that there is something being built in you, but it's not for you. It's for them. But the moment you release it, guess what happens to you? The joy of the Lord fills you. And you know what? And he says, once that starts, what happens? Persecution. People start to persecute you. Man, when I get persecution, I love it because it's not from God. It's from the devil because every single one of us has a residue of darkness and the enemy can use us to not just speak life, but the enemy can use us to speak what? Death. The same cycle goes the other way. Learn to discern it. Learn to recognize it. All right? So this is beautiful. We declare the Son of God with the power of the holiness we experienced, and we can resurrect the dead. Can everybody believe that? Well, I, and I know that everybody in here experienced. Let's go to the last verse which is so beautiful, and it is in Hebrews chapter, hold on, 9.14, Hebrews 9.14. So I just want everybody to realize in real estate, God is teaching us things every step of the way. He's teaching us certain deals. He's teaching us how to deal with people, and he's teaching us, and let me tell you something I will tell you in business. Sometimes God sends you somebody that's a blessing, it's not work. Right now we're building a house in the landings. These people were sent by God. They are of God. They believe in God. We have prayed on that house. Everything has been in the order of God. And it's been like what? Icing. It's just God brings you icing on your cake. He brings you icing if you do his job. All right. Hebrews 9.14 says, How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit capitalized. There are spirits out there that aren't the Holy Spirit. Okay, there are not, there are things, and Todd taught it last Wednesday, lying spirits. If anybody wants to get the tape, taught about how God, when God sees you're not gonna do your job, guess what he does? He sends a lying spirit to tell you the lie because the more he can get you to go towards your sin, he knows he's gonna get you to what? Come back to him. It's already made that way. So we always have to be, we have to ask ourselves, have I heard a lying spirit? How do you know you heard a lying spirit? Because you want it so bad that that's all you want to hear. And it becomes a lying spirit sending you the wrong way. And then how do you know it was a lying spirit? You're disappointed. You're disappointed. How many people in here have been disappointed? Then that means you've heard a lying spirit. <laughs> And you followed it. Hey, I'm not laughing at you. I am laughing at the enemy because we're here to reveal the way he works. And if we know the moment you feel disappointment, the moment it's God created that in us so we can know we're hearing what? A lying spirit. 
Think about it. The moment you feel disappointment in something, you know there's a lying spirit attached to it. All right, and then you rejoice. You rejoice that you heard a lying spirit. Why? Because you could identify it, cut it off, and now ask God, what is the truth? And he says, if you ask him the truth, right, in that verse, he has to tell it to you. So when he tells it to you, you lift up with joy because that's what you really want. Everybody in here wants the truth, right? Adele, you want the truth, right? You don't want people lying to you. You don't want the spirits lying to you. You want to hear the truth, which is in the word of God. You want to know the truth? God will start showing you, but be prepared. He says, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit, do you know there's a verse in the Bible that says, Every word we gain will never die. It's eternal. Why are we on this earth? To build the word of holiness in us. When we go to heaven, I want the fast pass. You know, when you go to Disney World, there's a fast pass. I don't have to wait in line. I already may get sent right up. Now, I want you to think about this. Every word we gain, we meditate, we experience, we become You've just received another measure of fast pass up into heaven. I was reading that last night. It was overtaking me. It was, and it's all in. Everybody wants to read it. Read 2 John really slowly. It tells you about the fast pass. It tells you about the fast pass. And the only way to do it is to get one word in you, believe in that word, experience that word, declare that word, and you will never go back. I believe when I lay hands on somebody, they are healed. I am not going back to any other thinking. Why? Because I've already experienced it. I've already experienced it with animals and man. I've also experienced the authority of Christ. I had a dog run into me. It was about to bite me. I went, in Jesus' name, that dog submitted. <laughs> I believe in the word that says we have dominion over all the animals. Nobody in here should have fear. If you feel fear, start practicing on your own animal. Lay hands on your own animal. If you own an animal, I'm telling you, they're awesome because you can really believe and exercise. If you're mothers and you have children under age, do you know you have dominion over your children? You are the authority to change things with your children. So anyway, it goes on to say, who through the eternal spirit, it's eternal, it never changes, it always has to work, offered himself without spot to God. Spot means your belief. I believe I can lay hands on it, right? There's not a spot in me that doesn't have that, that's not going to hold that back. Now, I might have other spots. Now, I'm going to be, you know what I mean? I might have other things I'm not renewed in. And so I do not have that power to do that. But I do have the power to, the, to whatever God has removed my spots in that area. I have the eternal spirit with me at all times. All right. So cleanse your consciousness. Now, here's the instruction. Cleanse your consciousness. What's your consciousness? Your thinking, how you think, from what? Dead works to serve the living God. Okay, dead works is everything you complain about. Dead works is all your disappointment. Dead works, because he already says, if it's not me, it will come to death, whether you're saved or not saved. See, it says in the word, he gets every spirit back. Now, does he get every soul back? No, he gets every spirit back because he, our God created us. So when we get off and we start feeling disappointment, you know you've just entered into the what? Lie. All right? And then we start fighting the lie, fighting the lie. But God always sends instruction so that you can experience the living God. 
so that ev- the cycle of what I just said is going to happen when you enter out. I love the cruise. Mamie and Carl, and they went on a cruise, and they decided this cruise was going to be whatever God would take them to do. Do you know how many people they helped? It's a load. But all coming from the holiness within their eternal spirit. And those things that they have learned can never be what? Changed. Every time they speak it, they're going to get the same reaction. But they speak it as they're being told, and it's always going to connect with the word of God. So faith comes by hearing the word of God. The word of God is the love and truth that works within us. The Holy Spirit and our faith to believe I can do it. Our faith to believe that this is going to happen in my life. So I want everybody, I, and I'm going to have to give a, this, a positive testimony. There are several people in here that when I said last year they would experience something great at the end of the year. All right. They have experienced some great things. I mean, I do have to say Kathy is kicking it out of the park. She believed that what she heard based on the word. And all of a sudden, a closing she was working on two years, boom, came to pass. And she got a full 6% commission. And then she brings in another sale under contract, got a full 6% commission. I mean, then she brings in two other listings. She has been in real estate for years, and it's been a clog. And now, all of a sudden, the clog, and why did the clog open? Because she was willing to remove some spots in her soul. Not because she was a good realtor, and she had it all down and could make the sale. See, God says, until I can get you where you're supposed to be, then I can open the destiny that I have for you. But are you willing? It says, he says, do not despise small beginnings. Because part of the small beginning is learning how to flow with God in business, not work against him in business. And so the only way I have experienced this, the moment the spirit tells me to do something with somebody and it has nothing to do with the deal. And I just say that testimony, say that experience. It's like everything shifts and it all falls into order. And so we have to learn how to work with that. Not e- we're not supposed to take everything. We're not supposed to be friends with everybody. We're not supposed to. We're supposed to hear the instruction and it's called the command. We heed the commands of his voice. We listen to the word of God because a command will never not measure up with one of his words. Anything he commands us to do is going to align with something in this Bible. How well do you know this? So you know you're in order. The Lord's been revealing to me over the past couple of years, his order works. And we've sat down in de- in with, with customers, and you, I hear what a man is saying. And he's actually telling me the opposite of an order that I might know. And then when I instruct him the order right from the word, tell him the story, things shift. And then something happens. The release. Everything is about the release of our word. Everything is about a release of a blessing coming towards us. Everything is a release. And so people will experience this the more they allow their mind to be renewed. In truth, that means listening to your Holy Spirit and the love of that word. Love presses up. All right. Why is our dog still alive? That I I could call the dog dead, right? But I don't call the dog dead. It's not my authority. It's Rachel's. God is going to use that dog to teach Rachel he is real. And oh my gosh, you should see her face. She was telling it to Todd. In fact, she comes in the door and she was like, Todd, I got to tell you this. Remember how she just stood there? And we already knew it, but Todd didn't know the testimony. She's starting to tell Todd, you can feel the lift in Rachel. And she's talking about how her dog runs and jumped off the ottoman the other day. Do you know what I'm saying? Now, 
the dog is still what? Flesh. So it's going to have a day that it's physical death. But I'll tell you, God's not taking that dog until he gets everything he needs to get out of Rachel in healing. That is the purpose of that dog because Rachel has a strong gift of healing in her hand. Her hands burn up. She doesn't even know what to do with them because it hasn't been released in her because she's still growing in what she's called to do. Do you know what I mean? And so we're everybody we're to love, we have to be patient with because God's doing something with them. And if anybody wants to listen to my Saturday night teaching, it talks about how we never let people go. You never let the one you're assigned to go. Even if you're not supposed to be next to them, you still do what? Pray for them. Our prayers have so much power. There is no hate in the world. There's only hate in you. There is no hate in the world. The hate is what we say about another person. So we don't hate. We what? Love. We love everybody into their destiny. And love doesn't mean hold and cuddle them. Love means pray for them. And what are you praying? The word of God, not what you want. So isn't that awesome? Every deal, lay your hands on. Every deal, ask the truth of the Holy Spirit. He might even say, this will be difficult. I've heard that. This one will be difficult. And then I go like this. Because the first thing when I hear something's difficult, what do you think? I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. But then God, in that, God says, I am well pleased because you did a work for me, not a work for you. And I'm going to tell you, every great thing that has to do with God is going to be what? complicated. It's not going to be easy. It's going to, it's going to push you to get through something. And I'll give you one more testimony. This is awesome. I went to go see Brooke this weekend and the Lord really had me do like lots. It was awesome. Word, word, word. She was ready. She'd been worshiping. Well, we went to a park and along that park was a big lake and there was a tree that fell down and the tree was really unusual and it kind of bounced a lot. She said, Lee, I have fear. I can't make that. And I was like, you can make it. I know this is awesome. I said, you can make it. She goes, you do it first. Now, isn't that funny? How, why do we do things? Because somebody else did it first, right? Jesus came. He showed us what resurrected life was like. Now he says, die, be buried, now be resurrected with me. Now, we can experience this now. We have an ultimate ending, but we have a measure we get now. So she looked at me and she, I was like, Larry, come on. Larry's her husband, right? You're going to go across? No, I am not doing that. So I was like, I'll do it, right? I really did. I went like this. Okay, Lord, I heard go. So I'm walking on the thing. I get three quarters away. The thing is bouncing and it's rushing water. You can even see through it. That's how clear the water was up there. It was so cool. Well, anyway, I made it to the end and then I thought now I have to go back. <laughs> but it was awesome because there was something that landed on me on the coming back. I felt God was going to prove something to Brooke. It had nothing to do with me because I'm going to tell you the, the first part was the hardest, the end, but the comeback, now I'm ending with the hardest and the thing was moving and moving. And I know in tennis, they always say, if you want a firm shot, bend your knees. So I stood there and bent my, she has it all taped. You see me just stand there and I am just like, all right, first off, it was freezing. I knew God wasn't going to throw me in the water. You know what I mean? Like I knew he was with me. But I got over it, and you should see her reaction. She almost fell to the ground. She became like a little child. Because she and then Larry, they both said they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. And I said, you will do it. Do you know what I mean? I said, so let's go. And they, they weren't confident, but they, that's when they realized we have fear. 
That because if God tells you to do something and you actually kind of want to, but you know you're not, that means he's going to conquer something. And fear, I love Zinni's, when Zinni talked about how she had fear. And God told her to go into a tank of sharks. Do you know what I mean? To overcome her fear. So she took all the coursework to get the whatever and, you know what I mean, the mask, what's it called? Scuba diving, right? And she actually goes in a tank of sharks and you see her on her knees in there with her hands like this and the sharks going all around. And it was awesome. Like God did that to help her what? Overcome her fears. There's little things that happen in our daily life. God is preparing you to do a great work. So I like it. There isn't any of us that God is not preparing us to do a great work and to overcome our fears. So what is God? I loved it when Kim had her kid natural. Even a prophet said it wasn't going to be easy, but he said, stick with it. A prophet said that to her months before she ever delivered. And guess what? It wasn't easy. Everybody was against what her movement was, but that's how you knew it was what? God, man, we got to love the people who work against us because that's God. But she overcame a fear and then came with me to help somebody else deliver a baby. Isn't that awesome? Because when it's God, God says, another woman's going through it. Now I'm going to send you not just one. I'm going to send you what? Two. To give you the confidence to overcome a fear. And, and when you overcome a fear, guess what happens to you? You get delivered. What happens when you get delivered? You get what? Healed. What happens when you get healed? You get prepared to be sent out to speak the holiness that now is set in you. And that holiness is eternal. It can never be taken away. It was real. So when you talk about it, I'm sure when Kim talks about her birth, it probably what? Bubbles up. People want to hear about it. Why? Because it's an eternal power of God in her. And she's got it. I mean, she has got it. And when it happens, it goes far. Mamie and Carl, their marriage, it's eternal. What they overcame when they speak it, it's going to have to go far. Do you know what I'm saying? When Chris married Tori, after, I can think of something about everybody that has been horrible in their lives, the most worst thing that they ever think that they could face. But when God turns it, now you have the what? The holy power of God in that column. That doesn't mean the person's perfect. That's what we have to get off. We have to get off. We're all growing one step at a time. The moment Todd's prophetic activity started, it is, I was on the ground twice with Todd. Because why? It's not about how old Todd is. Right. It's not about it. It's about the gift in Todd that God, I'm going to tell you, when I met Todd, I felt that gift bellowing out of him. And that's the first time I learned it's not ready to be released. I would hug him. I said, Todd, did you feel that? No. And you could feel it bellowing out. Anybody, people would come by. What's in him is great. I'm serious. How many people have heard that about Todd? What's in that man is great, but it wasn't time. But guess what? This year is his movement year. It is coming out. I mean, when somebody, pro there's very rare I fall to the ground really hard when I get prophesied over. Boy, I don't know. When you put Todd and Gene together, you put a prophet and an apostolic call together, it takes your breath away. And even Gene said he's never experienced what he's experienced because he's never had his prophet. Todd is his prophet. And he said, when the two of them stand together, if anybody, it, it, it's, how, how many people have felt it? It's not like something we felt before because we've never experienced two that were assigned together. So when I see Gene and Todd together, it is like, whoo, you know what I mean? Because they're to set things to what? Move. They are to set to resurrect a body. 
So it's awesome. And you know what? It's not all new. It's already happened in the past. It's already happened. So I praise God for that. So, I mean, we are very blessed to be in a place where God has set his order of truth. So now that love can spring it forth. So let's come up and take communion.